there are a lot of your candy bars that you invented. Yeah. What do you call them? Chewbacca's. Yeah? Yeah. What are... You want to give us some details yeah. about what they're made from? It's essentially baklava. Mm -hmm. uh, dipped, I love baklava. Dipped in caramel and then chocolate. Yeah. So it's chewy baklava. It's Chewbacca. Yeah. yeah. Completely... That's not copyrighted at all. No. Not that I know of. This tastes great. Where do they sell them so our listeners can buy them? Um, I only made four. Pretty good, though. Yeah. We should probably mass-produce them, but only to, like, gas stations, like, 30 miles off the highway. It's a good idea. Yeah. Drive up demand. Right. Rare scarcity. Yeah. 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 Welcome to Dylan and Dutch Metal Welcome. Detecting, <clears throat> your premier experts on detecting metal out of the ground. Dirt fishing. Yeah. You know, before we really get into this episode, I put a retaining wall in my front yard. You did? Yeah. And uh, we dug up the ground. Guess what I did to our front yard? Tell me. I metal detected that thing. There you <clears> go. <throat> That's as much as we're going to be talking about metal detecting today. You yeah. and I had a great adventure. I'm talking about our adventure to Russia. Oh, yeah. Early 60s. Yeah. What was that, 61, 62? I'd have to look at our scrapbook. Hmm. But I want to say 63. Yeah, the, um, it was a government-sponsored trip over there. Yeah. Am I allowed to talk about it? It's declassified. Okay. We'll edit out whatever... We always edit stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I'll edit this out right now that I'm saying. Got it. Um, yeah, so we were in Moscow for a number of months. Surfing was incredible. Yeah. Uh, there's some secret spots yeah. that the locals, once we you know got to know once them... We infiltra yeah. Once we got to know them and they yeah, accepted yeah. us as their own. Yeah. <clears throat> Turns out, there's some pretty good surfers, too. Oh, the best. Yeah. Right now, if you look at anyone participating in Mavericks, which is going to be happening pretty soon, right? Uh, should be, actually. You yeah. could trace their lineage back to <clears throat> Russia. Yeah. Almost all of them. Aren't they allowing women this year in Mavericks? Um, they're the, the women's big wave surfing movement is really taking off, actually. Um, yeah. It's cool. You know, that that is cool, but I'm not going to watch it because that doesn't sound exciting. Wow. Well, wow. Well. Does it sound exciting to you? Or well, it's not like the sexist? WNBA. Oh, that's you right. Oh, that makes a good point. Yeah. If I, could, if I want to watch someone do like a layup all day long, yeah. I'd watch high school. So women surfers are amazing, is what you're trying to say. Uh, some of them are really good, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's you fun sold to watch. Me. Fun to watch. Uh, See, I'm flexible. Yeah. I'm open-minded. To you a are. point. I've always told people that. Yeah. I mean, stubborn. Turns out some of these surfers, they were into, like, crime, too, and they, they had this whole crime ring that they wanted us to be a part of, but... We weren't there for that. We weren't there no. to infiltrate anything. We no, no, no. wanted to just collect information, and uh, we were contracting with the three-lettered acronym, Government Agency, and uh, what else can we say? It was a great time. Really enjoyed it. That was the trip where you found out there were 
the best place to put missiles for an attack. An early attack would be Turkey, right? Was that you? We can talk about that. I think so. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. And I was the one that infiltrated the Cuban embassy, mm. found that they were actually moving missiles to Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we crossed paths. Yeah. While having coffee one day, we're like, oh my gosh, that was you? And you're like, oh no, no, that was you? That turned into a whole thing. I think it did. Yeah. They made a movie or something with Kevin Costner. Hmm. Waterworld. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Great lot of film. boats in that. I think so. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's all fuzzy. The 60s were pretty fuzzy, too. Yeah. Some of these guys, though, were into hunting, like big game hunting. Yeah, like some of the guys that we met, we uh, we would go to the bar with them. Yeah. Every night. And they kept talking, yeah, talking all these stories. Never bear hunting. They never hunted bear. Because evidently bears are sacred in Russia. The same way cows are sacred in India. Yeah. It was sable. That's right. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Sable hunting. Do you want to talk to our listeners about what a sable is? Yeah, it's, it's a It's, it's not a, a vehicle. Of, We're not talking no. about a car. Or the uh, professional, women's professional wrestler. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a type of marten, actually. Yeah, kind of like a looks like maybe like a badger or something, mm-hmm. but they're uh, hunted for their fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turns out Siberia is actually a little cold. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't tell us that in the brochure. No. I was dressed for Bermuda. Yeah. I had sandals, shorts. I had that one long sleeve, but it kind of clashed. And it has a really exotic name. Stuff. I know. You would think. The long sleeve clashed with a lot of my uh, shorts, so I didn't wear it because I don't want to look like an idiot. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, we get invited to go sable hunting in Siberia. What's yeah. the first thing you do? Uh, choose a weapon Yeah. that I'm going to take with me. What was the weapon you... We bring a lot, but what was your favorite weapon you took on that trip? This one, because there's always a signature weapon that I bring. Because, yeah, like you said, we always have a lot of weapons. But the there's mountain always lion, like... we brought the beard comb, or you did. Yeah. Uh, the... <clears throat> the balrog? It was you the... the uh, meteorite the sword. The meteorite sword, yeah. Um, my signature weapon this, this trip was a, a razor frisbee. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell, and here's why. Sable are really fast. Mm. Frisbees are much faster. They're aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. And when sables jump in the air... Uh, frisbee will hit him no problem cut off a major artery it's dead before it hits the ground yeah it's actually kind of majestic to see it happen yeah and frisbees they can they can curve too so if it's like behind a tree you can like right you know you could skip, skip it on the ground yeah I mean you could really you could take out two sable in one mm-hmm. throw if you're good I mean you're pretty good yeah no, I was getting really good up there I think the problem with the Razor Frisbee is it was too good. Mm. And it was almost too much of a... Too easy for you. Yeah. It it got easy. Definitely. When you're dealing with temperatures that low, you kind of have to... Outsmart the prey. I brought nunchucks. That was a good... Uh, was a good weapon. They work every time. And uh, I stun... The sable as it's coming out because they're pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. They'll hunt in packs, and if there's enough of them, they'll group together, 
and create a type of Voltron-esque larger sable, about the size of a bear. Like the albino scorpions. Kind of, yeah, but on a much smaller level. Mm -hmm. That's where the nunchucks really help. You stun a few of them, they're going to fall down. Razor Frisbee takes them all out. Oh, yeah. It was, uh... Man, that was wild. I was the rigger, you are the trigger. Great teamwork. While there... Yeah. We built a cabin together. We did. You have to build a cabin. You have to have some yeah. shelter. And that was one of the things we learned from, uh... From our friends. Uh, that, uh, you, you definitely have to build one. So we built a, a nice cabin. Yeah. Dug it into the ground a little bit. And we ran electricity. We got running water. We had to lay miles and miles and miles of, of, of wire yeah. to the electricity there. Laid a lot of pipe in that cabin. Yeah. It's way before we were married. Oh, yeah. It was so warm in that cabin because we had a couple fireplaces. <clears throat> the den and the main living room. We actually had to install some air conditioning. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to build a fire. Sure. Got to have one. Yeah. Great cabin. And, of course, we tore it down when we were done because we were, I think we were on someone else's property and they are kind of upset about that. And you know, they had a sable farm. They we, weren't really appreciative of the things we were doing. Leave only footprints. Right. Take only sable pelts. Absolutely. Yeah. We made friends with a lot of people there. Yeah. You want to talk about Karmov? Karmov, he was an old-timer that uh, his cabin, he'd been living in his cabin. He He lived there all year long. Yeah. Um, it was pretty impressive. He was in a lot of work to it. Early eighties. Yeah, yeah, grizzled, grizzled oh. dude. Yeah, leathery skin. Loved it. Yeah, uh, Karmov always wanted to play this knife throwing game <laughs> with us. I, I swear, he's he's like a father figure. Yeah, he had a, a an impressive uh, vodka cabinet. Yeah, the stereotype is kind of true. Yeah. Vodka does taste good. But he Very would, stereotypical. uh... He would come over to our cabin, and he would bring three or four bottles of vodka. Yeah. And would want to play this knife-throwing game. Sure. You want to tell him about the knife-throwing game? <laughs> so, here's how the game works. You throw a bottle of vodka in the air. He throws a knife <clears throat> at you. If you catch the knife, you take a shot of vodka. If you don't catch the knife, he takes a shot of vodka. Okay, We were really good at catching knives. Sometimes we got caught in the shoulder and we'd just take it out. But if the knife sticks you, by the rules of the game, you caught it, he's got to take a shot. And so do you. Yeah. Basically, we were just throwing vodka bottles and throwing knives at each other. And it ended up being, we ended up getting kind of drunk and throwing knives at uh, pretty much all the walls and each other and that mailman. Yeah. Very, a little bloody. I'm surprised that a mailman would come out to our cabin yeah. in the middle of They're Siberia. really serious. Yeah, They're really. really serious about it. Yeah, it's that, it's probably for the whole communist thing. Yeah, right? probably. I mean, the trains run on time there. Isn't that about, is that a communist saying? Or? Something like that. Probably. Sounds right. Yeah, the trains Something always like ran that. on time. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we had a uh, Karmov, we had a few others that uh, we would spend a lot of time with. Yeah. Not all of them were great people. Some of them were... You know, a little shady. Just, yeah. You didn't invite them over to your cabin. A little snarky. 
Yeah. I don't like some of those Russians. I, mean, I don't want to sound terrible, but... I mean, they obviously know that we're from America. So, um... How you catch Sable, the way we did it, you know, when we weren't using our uh, nunchucks and frisbee, because yeah. those were, a lot of times, that, those were used just in self-defense. Sure. But to tra we trapped them a lot of the time. A lot of traps. Yeah, and we had this special type of trap that we came up with that mm -hmm. worked really well. Every time. It worked yeah. every time. You want to tell them about it? We took a cue from guerrilla warfare. What's a great way to catch prey with another predator. Mm -hmm. In Siberia, a native snake is called the Siberian pit viper. During the winter months, during the 11 and, a, 11 and a half months it's winter in Siberia, the Siberian pit viper, which is venomous, very venomous, they dig deep down into the soil and they kind of hibernate. So while we were there, we thought, instead of like laying a regular trap, let's dig up some highly venomous pit vipers and use them as traps. So what we'd do is we'd hit a, we'd hide a snare in the snow. We'd cover the pit viper with some snow, and uh, as soon as the sable hit the snare, pit viper would bite around its neck. One of the things I loved about this was if you tap the pit viper on the head twice, it's got to be twice, hard on the head, like, mm -hmm. it'll release and it'll go back into its hole. Yeah. Any more times than that, it's going to attack you. It'll turn. It's going to turn. Yeah. Absolutely. These are wild animals. Luckily, though, we brought my companion animal on this trip. Probably the best sable hunting animal I've ever dealt with. You want to talk about it? The mallard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was his name? Periwinkle. Periwinkle, the duck. Yeah. Yeah, who'd have thought, too, that, uh, I mean, you did, obviously. Well, you have to really consider biology and uh, instinct. Yeah, but uh, it turns out that the mallard uh, was great at uh, sniffing out... Uh, Sable runs, you know, where they would, where they would, uh, old trails that they would mm -hmm. make, yeah. and uh, figuring out, you know, where they had been recently, and then even where they had some dens. Um, kind of a vicious little sucker too. Yeah, well, he would. It, luckily, he was well, very well trained. I bought yeah. him. He was sh exported or shipped over here from Germany. That's where they trained the best mallard, Siberian uh, sable hunting ducks. Cost me a pretty penny. And uh, when he came over, he already understood German and English commands. Mm -hmm. And as we walked in the snow, he, he would sit on my neck. Hmm. Never said a word. But if I looked, if I like gave the hand command, do you remember when I gave that one hand command? Because there was a sable that was limping. It was like wounded. Mm -hmm. I gave it understands Navy SEAL hand gestures. So I gave it the gesture to attack, and that duck flew right over there really fast. Broke the sable's neck, carried it back over to me. Yeah, strong. Yeah. Yeah. That, that duck never ceased to impress me. Yeah, rest in, 
Rest in peace, Periwinkle. Yeah. Well, we were hungry. Well. Yeah. And I love duck. Duck is so good. Yeah. I can't imagine swearing off duck. I don't know. Anyways. So I'm not going to uh, eat the sable. They're gross. Oh, no. They're gamey and yeah. sinewy. Not good. How many did we eventually catch? Got that season? 120? No. 130. I think 130, was, yeah. yeah. You know why, why it stopped us from catching more? Some of the equipment I brought kind of scared some of them off. Oh, yeah. The wind chimes. Yeah. Instead of a compass, I thought, well, let's just know where the wind is blowing. That'll tell us whether or not Mercury's in retrograde and show us where the moon is, mm-hmm. which doesn't cause wind, but it, it does cause some gravitational pull on the Earth, yeah. which allows you to understand which way is north, hence the wind chimes. Yeah, perfect. No, I was, I was happy to have them. It's a good tune. Some of the hunters didn't understand why I had them, and it scared some people off. I liked it. Yeah. We kept a a breeding pair. That's right. Well. Yeah, we Just, brought some in. Yeah. Do you remember when we went? This is off the record. Remember when we we ran to that that second sable farm? Yeah. And we tied up the owners, mm-hmm. and we just killed all the sables. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Did the breeding pair come from that farm, or did it come from nature? Well, are you asking what we tell people, or... What do we tell people? That we that we got them from nature. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> good times, really good times. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know whatever happened to that breeding pair, too. They escaped. I know what happened. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it another time. Aww. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you something, if you want to. There's a farm out in Mendocino that has... Yeah. It's completely All right. overrun. Alright. Yeah. Tell me about it later. Yeah. Speaking of... Appendectomies... I've had an appendectomy. Have you? You have? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I have not. A few years ago, I was having really bad stomach pains, and I woke up my wife and said, hey, you got to take me to the emergency room. I'm in a lot of pain. I can't go back to sleep. I'm getting chills. She yells at me. She says, no, no, no. I'm, I am not taking you to the emergency room. Go back to sleep. Well, I couldn't. I was like, you know what? If you don't take me, I'm going to call 911. So I forced her to go to the hospital. She's furious at me that I, I've woken her up. Turns out my appendix had been rupturing for a few days. If I waited any longer, I would have died. Wow. Yeah. So I saved my own life. And my wife almost killed me. Hmm. Skip forward to a few years later. I think she had her second or, second or third child. She has stomach pains. I say, listen, you've got to go to the hospital. That's Your appendix is bursting. She's like, no, 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 no. You don't know what you're talking about. You know what happened? Her appendix was bursting. I saved her <laughs> life. Yeah. That's crazy. Which reminds me of the time you saved Aaron Strizzo's life. Yeah. Taking out his appendix. Yes. Yeah, so, uh... He'll how, always, how did that all start? I don't even What remember. happened was, is Aaron was having really bad stomach pains. Yeah. And... Wait, why was he having stomach pains? We... 
force He's him lact- to drink okay. that gallon of milk. Lactose intolerant. We yeah. thought there's no such thing as lactose intolerance. Yeah. So you held him down. Yeah. I got a funnel from yeah. the car. I rinsed it off because it's put motor oil on it. Yeah. I rinse most of the motor oil off. It's 10W30 though, so it's pretty good for. Uh, it's good protein. Yeah. Uh, I got the gallon of fat-free milk because that doesn't have any lactose in it, or I didn't think. And we made him drink it. Turns out, that gave him a stomach ache. And we thought, well, that has nothing to do with the lactose intolerance. I thought, oh my gosh, what if it's an append- What if his appendix is coming out? Mm-hmm. You sprang into action. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so fast. Yeah. I was amazed. Yeah, well, we had been, uh, we'd been, we'd been drinking pretty heavily, so there were beer bottles everywhere. All day long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they hadn't. We had six. We had. No. We had 16 beers each. Yeah. We weren't driving home. No. Went to the bar. We were like, hey, barkeep, here are our keys. Yeah. So, uh, I, I grab no, a bottle. No, straight edge. They're not going to be drinking at all. No. I grab a bottle and, uh... And he's keeled over. He is. He's in a lot of pain. I'm the really worried. The first thing I want to do is knock him out. Right. So I hit him over the head with That's, a bottle. If, listen... If you're a paramedic or an EMT or a doctor, you're going to be agreeing with everything we do right here. Yeah. Dutch. Hit him over the head with the bottle. Doesn't knock him out. Do it again. Still doesn't knock him out. Third time's a charm. Third time's he's out. He's down. He's cold, out cold. Yeah. Um, Well, the bottle is still intact, so I... And I have it in my hand already. So I break it on the ground. Sure. And I use that yeah. to cut into his. I was telling you where to go. Abdomen. Where it goes? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, where I it didn't goes. know where it was. Yeah, but you're you, like, that's. You, his, I was like, no, 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 that's his heart. Yeah, no, down lower to the left. Yeah, yeah. So, I, luckily, you were there guiding me. Sure. And you were keeping Justin at bay. Justin's he was freaking brother. out. He was so. He was getting really upset. I did not want him to see his brother die. So he was trying to bum rush us and get us out of the way. Yeah. Finally, I had to take my gun out and say, listen, Justin, stay right there. Let Dutch do his thing. He's going to save your brother's life. Yeah. Kept mumbling something about lactate. Yeah, yeah I wasn't that. listening to anything he was saying. So, uh, We're the experts here. Di- start digging in with yeah. the bottle. It's working pretty well. Plenty of blood. Well, well yeah. That's good. It means he's uh, he's got blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, blood is life. You're guiding me very well. Um, and get to where the appendix. You took out his appendix, no problem. Yeah. It came right out. Yeah, yeah. I took mean, a it, couple, you were sawing for a little bit, maybe only ten minutes. Well, I actually turned the bottle around. Oh. And I wasn't using this sharp edge anymore, and then I didn't realize that. Until oh, yeah, yeah. Right at the end. You had this great idea that you were afraid that he was going to get, uh, an infection. Yeah. So he peed in his wound. Because urine... Uh, As everyone knows. Antiseptic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean, know... Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Well, I was... I had noticed when I was cutting into him that he had some other scars, too. Sure. And once I got to his appendix, you know what I remembered? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. This was not the first time... No. That we had dug into Aaron Strizzo's It's not abdomen. the first time we gave him an emergency appendectomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten years prior. Ten years prior. Yeah. We, yeah, were, yeah. we were 
we had this competition that I didn't believe that you could drink two bottles of scotch in in an hour. Mm-hmm. You completely blew me away. You had I was, three. I was younger. Yeah, you had three. Yeah. I just had one. I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember holding Aaron Strizzo down. And you... I thought you were torturing him, but you were you took it as a pedix. Yeah. I must have taken out something else. Maybe. You know what I do remember? Yeah. That first time, whatever I took out, there were two of them in there. Okay, well, he's fine. He's got one more. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess you only have one appendix. Oh, yeah. So... What did we take out? Man, I don't know. But that he's guy... He's still alive. That guy in Chinatown paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, we don't have a mortgage now on yeah. either of our homes. Yeah. I don't know. What do you do with it? Black Market is a great place to work. Yeah. That was a that was a great time. And then we sewed them back up. Sure. I mean, you know. We used the shoelaces. Leave only footprints. We're not going to use yours. No. Yeah. No, we used his. Yeah. Yours were white. Once you get blood on white shoelaces, they don't come out. You yeah. have to buy new ones. They're like seven bucks now. You could you could Highway gauge robbery. the economy exactly. You could gauge the economy on how expensive replacement shoelaces are. In two thousand eight, shoelaces were seventeen dollars. Now they're about seven. Okay. Once it cracks sixteen, you might as well just say goodbye. The world economy is going to crash. And what happened in two thousand eight? Bubble burst. Yeah. It's been a while since we've answered listener mail. Mm. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to check our Twitter feed to see if anyone's responded. I sent a bunch of tweets out to different people who follow us. We have about 6,000 subscribers. Thank you. Maybe uh, see what questions people have asked us. And I think we got... See, we've got Old Man Beeston, at Old Man Beeston on Twitter. Who gave you the most important podcasting advice, and what was it? Hmm. You first, and then I'm going to go. And, uh, let's see. What else? Yeah. Uh, for me? Yeah, Dutch. It was Mark McGuire. 49 home runs. Yeah. In 1987? Yeah, 87. Uh... And he, uh... Unanimous Rookie of the Year. Say no more. He's an Oakland A's. Yeah. He's not a Cardinal. Bash brother. Hell yeah. Uh, and, uh, when I told him back in 1987, because that's when I met him. Yeah. Podcasting wasn't really a thing. No. I said, hey, you know what? You know, someday I envision doing this online, uh, talk show kind of thing about metal detecting. Because he, he and I were both into metal detecting at that time. And he said, you know what, Dutch? Just keep it real, brother. Yeah. So I'd say that is probably the best podcasting advice that I've ever received from Mark McGuire yeah. himself. Yeah. What about you? In I was doing some work in Argentina, mm. counterinsurgency, and this young priest and I had a really great opportunity to talk about faith, and mm-hmm. he's Catholic, I'm a Protestant, but we had a lot in common, uh, great at bocce ball, he wasn't really good at handball, but just overall great guy, 
So I'm talking to him, and uh, this is like 1974, and I said, listen, I want the world to know about my adventures, but I want to be humble. And he says, you know, here's what you got to do. You need to just sit down, be as honest as possible. Mm. Don't make anything up. Mm-hmm. Don't lie on your podcast. And people will flock to you, and they'll understand you. Be encouraging. Tell the truth. Yeah. That was Pope. That was uh, that was the Pope, right now. Wow. Yeah, Pope Benedict the. Is that the Pope right now? No, that was the last Pope. Who who do we have now? I don't know. We just had breakfast with him. <sighs> so embarrassing. We forgot his name. Uh, Anyways, I kept calling him Chuck. I know. <laughs> oh gosh, he was laughing at that. He was. He liked that. It's good to be humble, especially if you're in charge of like a billion people's faith. Yeah. So. You got a advice from Mark McGuire. I got advice from the Pope. Which one's better? I want to say Mark McGuire. Hey. Uh, but that's because I'm not Catholic. Yeah. But as to our Catholic audience, please keep listening. Here's another question from at Tourluru Laru five o five. Can you give us the top five 80s romantic comedies according to Dylan and Dutch? Mm. This is easy. I know what you're going to say first. I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm going to say at the same time. Three, two, one. Running, Running Man. Man. Always. It's oh, always in yeah. the top 80s romantic it comedy. Defies genre. Yeah. It, yeah. It exceeds it. It's the bridge on the river Kwai of 1980s romantic comedies. Yeah. In that, it has nothing to do with it. What's another one? For me, Beverly Hills Cop. I love that movie. Yeah. Axel Foley. Yeah. The theme song's great. Oh, great yeah. Great comedy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of romance. Judge Reinhold. Mm. That one blonde girl. No. That guy. The guy. With the... Uh, who did the thing. Yeah. He's great. Love that guy. Did you he, ever... he nailed that, that role. Oh, yeah. No, he was great. Taggart. Mm. Sergeant Taggart. And the other guy, who's the bad guy in RoboCop, yeah, he's a great good guy in uh, in Beverly Hills Cop. And then there's that other guy from Perfect Strangers. Oh yeah, um, Bronson Pinchot. Mm. Pincho. Yeah, he plays. Serge. Uh, Serge. That's right, Serge. Yeah. 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 Great, great, great art. Great rom com. Absolutely, I watch it all the time. Uh, I know what your top one is though. Yeah. Gremlins. Gremlins. Gremlins is a great romantic comedy. It's about it's, a, it's about this kid named Zach, whose dad is kind of quirky, and he's in love with what's her name from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Phoebe Katz. Mm. Is that her name, Phoebe Katz? I don't know. She ended up marrying uh, what's his name, that other guy mm. from the movie. I don't he was know. in that movie. Yeah, Kevin something. Oh, with the you're probably right. The thing. And he did that other thing? McAllister. Kevin McAllister. I was going to say Sorbo. Hmm. Klein. No, that's not it. What else? Uh, Commando. I love Commando. Yeah. You know who's in it? Ray Don Chong. You know who Ray Don Chong is? No. You know who Tommy Chong is? No. You know Chishin Chong? Yeah. Yeah. Chong, Tommy Chong, that's his daughter, Ray Don Chong. Oh. Yeah. 
That's about it. That's as interesting as it gets. A wealth of knowledge, Dylan. Yeah, I know. I'm on IMDb like every day for like mm. seven hours. Then of course Jim Cotta, great movie. Ah. Uh, it's about the human spirit. What else? Let's check Twitter one more time. Let's see what else we got. Uh, a lot of mentions. Getting a lot of buzz. What's uh, your favorite fast food? What's your favorite fast food? I, I don't, I can't, I don't think I have a favorite. I just really love fast food. That's one of my favorite things yeah. about going on a road trip. I love it. Is I know that I'm gonna stop for fast food like twenty times. I talk about Jack in the Box a lot, but if I could do fast food, it would probably be Cattleman's. Yeah, that's really good. Anything Black Angus. Yeah. Um, Ruth Chris, pretty good. Yeah. Those are good too. Yeah. Let's see. We're about the 33 minute mark. I like that we are talking about intro and outro songs. Mm. What do you want to end on this? Like, what's the song? Because I have an idea what the song's going to be. I have a great idea what the song's going to be. Can we do the theme from Beverly Hills Cop? I thought you'd never ask. Here we go. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. A reading rain.